0: Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. If you would, this morning, I want to give you a, a message this morning uh, from my heart about something that's really important and, and, and something we don't think about enough. As you see on the screen this morning, we're going to talk about eternity. When you think about eternity, it's hard for our minds to, 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 to grasp what eternity is because we, we live off of watches. We live off of the sun going down and the moon coming up. And, and how many, by, this, by, the, by the way, how many are blown away that we're almost in April? I mean, it, it, I don't know if it's just because I'm getting older or what, but I'm telling you, all the young people, nod of their head, no. Amen. How many young people I got in here? How many people think they're young? Amen. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a feeling, right? It's not, it's not an age. It's not a number. But, man, this year is flying. We're already in April almost, and Easter will be here, and then summer will be here, and then summer will be over. Amen. I hope that goes fast. If anybody that knows me, I, I'm already dreading this weather right here. It's a little bit warm for me, but I like, I like it a little cooler. But we've got to have the four seasons. But eternity is going to be forever, amen, a long time. And it's hard sometimes for us to grasp that. And I want to, I want to look at Ecclesiastes 3 in just a second. But I want you to think about this, this thought that most people don't know. Most people don't realize this. We are eternal beings. Yes. You know, if you were to go out and begin to talk to people today, and you just went to the park or went to a restaurant or went to some place, and you began to say, hey, have you thought about the fact that you're eternal? How, what kind of reaction would you get from people? They, they would look at you weird, but we are eternal beings. We are eternal beings, and we are going to live forever. And here's another thing most people don't know. Let me give you some Bible theology here from the beginning. Most people don't think about this. God never intended death. Right. Did you know that death was never in his plan? It was not in his plan. When he created the world, he said, let there be light. And he created this beautiful planet we're on and this beautiful universe and all the things that we see and we love today. His intention was for us to be immortal beings and to live forever. He never had a plan to have a casket or a funeral. I know that blows us away. We, we can't even fathom that this morning. But the Bible tells us, let me tell you what the Bible says. In Genesis 2, he was talking to Adam and Eve. He made everything. He said, everything is good. And when he made them, he said, he said, that part over there, that tree over there, you can't touch that. He said, you can touch anything you want in this place, but that tree you can't touch. And listen to what he said. He said, if you eat of that tree, of the tree of God, knowledge of good and evil, if, say if. Yeah. He said, if you eat of that tree, you will surely live forever? He said, you will surely die. But they didn't have to die. How many know that we are in a fallen world today because Adam and Eve did not listen to that. And, and they went and ate of that tree. And then the Bible says that they were, they were naked and unashamed. They were, they were in the place where eventually, listen closely, eventually we will get back to Don't don't get so caught up in this world this morning and all the stuff that you see and all the imperfections and all the problems. Don't get so caught up in that this morning that you forget that there's going to come a time when God's going to make it all right again. Can you say amen? God's going to bring it all back around to his original. I got someone excited about that. Amen. Y'all happy with this world? God's going to make it right again. He's going to bring it all back around again. He's going to make what was wrong right. Now, he's already done that through Jesus, but we're eventually going to live in a world, eventually, those who believe in God, we're going to live in a world that was like he intended. Did God make a mistake? God doesn't make mistakes. Who made the mistake? We did. Yeah. He gave us a free, free will. He gave us a choice to choose, and he, they chose the wrong thing. And so because of that, people died. And if you don't believe that, think back about the times. If you don't believe the Scripture, just think back to the times of the Bible when people lived to be 900 years old, like Methuselah. People lived to be 6, 7, 800 years old. That was common. And the further we get away from the fallen time of Adam and Eve, the, the closer we get to eternity, the shorter the lifespan is. Okay? Because, we're, because, because life is coming full circle. Everything in God comes full circle. And so there is going to be a time, church, when we enter into this thing called eternity. And and it's going to happen. And what I want you to think about this morning is I want to show you this visual. I think visual is very important. I want you to look at this rope up here in my hand. This rope that's going through the pulpit and going that way towards the piano over there is a picture of eternity. Okay? Okay. It comes down here, goes down, goes to the ground, and goes around, and then it goes around the corner, and there's no end over there, because the picture of this eternal illustration is there's no end. Now how many know it's difficult for our minds to grasp the fact that there's no end? It's hard to grasp that, amen? Our minds only understand so much. And as a matter of fact, in 1 Corinthians 13, Paul said that we see things dimly. We see through glass dimly. God only gives us a certain glimpse of understanding of eternity. Okay? Y'all with me? It's kind of hard to grasp mentally forever, because we know time, and we know months, and we know years, and, and that's all we know. And, and this is eternity. Here's the, cra- here's the crazy thing. Here's the problem. This red part right here is your life. Right. This is your life. This tiny little thing right here is your life. Whether you live to be five months old or 100 years old, this is your life. And most people in this world focus everything they are Focus everything they do on this. And never, say never with me. Focus on this. Never. That's why, we, that's why I'm telling you, you, go up to someone, hey, you thought about eternity? Nope. What are you talking about? What, no. Have you thought about eternity? People don't think about it. Although the Bible tells us here in this verse we're going to read that eternity has actually been written on our hearts. So there's something inside of us, inside of our, of our God side, that is, understands that we are eternal. Okay? Our God side. How many know that we were made in his image? But when the fall came, and when Satan came in, and when temptation came in, and when sin came in, it, it twisted and perturbed our understanding of things. How many have been saved long enough now that when you now that you've gotten some word in you, some bible in you, some understanding in you, the light begins to come on, things begin to make more sense that didn't make sense before, and now you begin to think more about eternity than you ever have before, because you realize that's where you're going to spend, you're going to spend eternity somewhere. You realize that when you are not saved, when you have not been born again, and you don't have that knowledge of the Bible and the knowledge of God's plan for your life. Why, don't you, why do you think people don't think of eternity? Because the devil has them so busy thinking of now. Are you with me? Why do you think the devil has all these attacks and all these smoke screens and all this temptation and all these things around us so that we don't ever think about eternity? Why do you think that is? Because he wants you to spend it with him. He, he's fallen. He cannot be forgiven. He cannot be restored. He is damned to eternal lake of fire. But he's been loose for a time. And he is, the, he, is, he is loose to get everybody he, that he can. The Bible says Satan comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But then we know Jesus stepped in and said, but I've come to give life and life more abundantly. So let's look at Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. And we're going to look at 9 to 15. If you don't have a Bible, it's on the screen. But it says here, to everything there is a season. Everything. A time and purpose for everything under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted. And then those following verses go on and on and mention a whole bunch of things about what there's time to do that I don't want to spend time on this morning, but I want you to focus on this. As as we're going to read 9 in just a second, verse 9, I want you to understand something. Solomon was the wisest man who ever lived. The Bible says Solomon wrote this book, Ecclesiastes. He wrote the Proverbs. I mean, we just heard that at the offering. Proverbs, wise, man, wise. Solomon was the perfect picture of someone who says, do as I say, not as I do. Because most people don't realize that Solomon, as smart as he was, was dumb. How many know we need some common sense? You can't teach common sense. Common sense goes a lot further than education. Common sense tells me that this thing right here that I'm in is going to perish someday. Common sense says I can't live forever. How many know the older you get, the more common sense you get? Come on, am I talking to anybody this morning? See, when you're in your 20s, you think you're never going to die. When you're in your teens, you think you're going to live forever. Then you get out of your 20s and you think I'm about to die. Right? Hey, I know what I'm talking about. At 30 years old, I had the most... Crazy crisis of my entire life. Many of you know that. I went through six months of deep depression in the ministry, on the mission field, married to a beautiful wife with healthy kids and a flourishing ministry. Six months of deep depression. Because I was thinking about eternity, and I was thinking as I hit 30, it's over. And one of the reasons was I lost a 27-year-old basketball partner, a teammate of mine who died of a heart attack at 27. Dropped dead on the court. And it shook me and rocked me to my world. And, 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 and I began to think, man, I, and I was not, it was not that I was afraid to die or where I was going. It was just an attack of the devil, of depression, to keep me focused on me. And what I'm going through and not focused on the harvest and eternal life and what I can do to get people to heaven. Can somebody hear? The devil is going to distract you and he's going to bring things into your life that don't matter. So he can distract you from your purpose, which is to tell people about Jesus and get people saved and change their lives so they can spend eternity with the Lord. Amen. Amen. How many believe that this morning? The devil will distract you. He'll throw up a smoke screen. He's trying to distract us this morning. Don't worry about what's going on outside. Amen. Every time, I love it when the devil stirs. I love it when these kind of things happen. I love it when people show up in cars. I love it. You say, well, you're not out there. Well, I be, would be if I didn't have to preach. Amen. I love it because Pastor Dwayne was on his way to Carrollton this morning and got over there by the, by the, by the, by the rave, by, by Corinth, and his car just stopped. Just on his way to church, and he's the pastor. Amen? And his battery just died. I I texted him back and I said, that's awesome. I said, you're going to have the best service you've ever had in Carrollton since you've been there because the devil don't want you to get there. Come on, does anybody understand what I'm saying? When something happens to stop you, that means God's doing something because we have an eternal purpose. Let's get back to the word. He says, verse 9, What profit has the worker from that in which he labors? What profit has the worker from that in which he labors? Now, I want you to think about this. Last week, I talked about the verse that says, what does it profit a man to what? Gain the whole world and lose his soul. Okay? Remember we talked about that? There are people who exchange their soul for things, temporary things. And listen, the world's full of them today. There's millionaires, billionaires, actors, uh, sports people, famous people. There's all kinds of people who, who are out there uh, wasting their lives away and doing nothing eternal. Amen. Nothing. Amen. Amen. They're doing nothing for eternity. There's no U-Haul at the back of the, of the U-Haul or, the, or the, the hearse. There's no U-Haul back there. You can't take stuff with you. But we're, we toil and we work and we focus on all these things that don't matter. And, and, and that's exactly what the devil wants. But what, what if we turn that around this morning? It says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? What if we turn that around and think, what does it profit me to lose the whole world and gain my soul? You know, everything that we do right for God is the opposite of what the world tells us to do. The world says focus on your 401K, the world says focus on, on, on work, fo- focus on things, focus on garage, fill your garage with all that junk. You know, we're the only nation in the world who puts all of our junk in the garage and our $30,000 cars in the driveway. <laughs> we're the only nation in the world that does it, right? And I'm not, I'm not trying to hit a nerve with anybody this morning, I'm just, it's just crazy, right? Wow, in the world would you put a car in a garage? I got to have all that junk, Come on. I I hit a nerve with somebody right there. Amen. Things. Now listen, there's nothing wrong with having things. let's, Let's see who knows this with me. There's nothing wrong with having things as long as the things don't have you. When things have you, that's when it's wrong. If God gives you something and then he says, Hey, I want that back, here, Lord, it's yours anyways. I sell it, give it away. I, it's, my, it's yours anyways, Lord. If you have that kind of attitude, that kind of spirit, God can move. Because you're realizing today don't matter. What matters is eternity. Okay? So let's turn that around as we keep reading. He says, I have seen that the God-given task with which the sons of men are to, are to be occupied. I mean, no, there is something we're supposed to be doing. He says, he has made everything beautiful in its time. And watch this. Also, he has put eternity in their hearts except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. See, we don't understand this morning that God doesn't have a watch. He's outside of time. He is outside of time. He is not inside of our time world. And so for us, it's hard because we just focus on this. We say, Lord, I got to get up and I got to work on this right here. This is all I know. This is all I know. And God says, that's not what I put in your heart. Don't let the devil lie to you. This is what you need to focus on because this is forever. This is temporary, this is forever. This is temporary, this is forever. What should we focus on? Forever. Forever. Amen. Listen to this quote. You have eternity to enjoy the honeymoon. But you only have a short time to prepare for the wedding. Did you know that we're going to have a honeymoon? You know the Bible says we're the bride of Christ? We're going to have a, we have, listen, the Bible says eye has not seen and ear has not heard, neither has it even entered into the heart of man all of the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Amen. Amen. There is something awesome waiting for us, church. Come on, I know you're more excited than that. I know that that was a better statement, than, that better verse than, I know you're just kind of thinking about eternity right now. That's good. There's something waiting for us. But that place of eternal life with God comes through Jesus. And I mentioned that Wednesday night. The only way that you can have eternal life with God is through Jesus. Now let me take a second here to mention something that's important. Because most people don't get this. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chase a rabbit as they say here for a second. Because it, it bothers me. And maybe you do it and don't feel bad if you do. Because, because this is what people do. Um, without, we say things without thinking about them. And we've probably all said this. But when somebody dies, everybody wants to say, rest in peace. That's what everybody says. Oh, rest in peace. Did you know that's not biblical? That's not biblical. But first of all, we don't go to sleep when we die. The Bible says when we are absent from the body, we are present with the Lord. But that's those who have Jesus in their life. If you're not saved and you don't have the blood of Jesus covering your life from what Jesus did on the cross, you go into eternal damnation. Separation from God. Forever. Amen. Forever. And so people don't think about that enough. And they say, oh, I I can't really, I don't want to think about the fact of that love. Listen, I know we got loved ones in here. We got people we're not sure about when they died. Listen, you, they're gone. Let me say that again. They're gone. You're here. You need to worry more about you and less about them. You can't go back and fix what they did or didn't do. We can only fix what we can do for our lives, and we need to do something for eternity. Once you die, you can say that all you want, rest in peace. But if they don't know Jesus, church, this is a reality. They're not resting in peace. And they have started this right here. They have started the eternal life part of their being. And God didn't ask us if we wanted. Some people say, I don't want to live forever. He didn't ask. I can't find anywhere in the scripture where God says, do you want to live forever? He says, you're eternal beings. You're immortal. He just told us where we can live and with who we can live. Okay? Y'all still here? So as you look at this. I have some red tape on the end of this on purpose because this is, I like, to, I like to hope that we're smart people in here and all of us have been bought with the blood of Jesus and have accepted the blood of Jesus and understand that he's the door, he's the way, he's the truth, he's the life, he's the way into eternal life in heaven because his word says that, I believe we're all smart. But if you're not here today and you don't have the blood of Jesus in your life, the good news is you can accept him. You can put your faith in what he did on the cross. But if you don't, if you say, you know what, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I just don't, I'm, I'm, too busy, I'm too caught up. This is what your life would look like. This is what your see, this one's red, and this one's black. This is symbolic of sin. This is covered by the blood of Jesus. This is what we all look without Jesus, and this is what our life looks with Jesus. This is when Jesus, when God looks down on the earth, listen, listen closely to this. When God looks down on the earth, he only sees two things: sinners and saved. Sinners, lost without God, and people who are sanctified and set free and saved because of the blood of Jesus. That's it. There's only two. Y'all believe that? There's only two. And so we have to understand that this is where we need to be so that we can spend this where we want to be. Otherwise, we're going to be in this. and, And I... Uh, People, I've talked to people before and say, I want to think about killing myself or or, I'm a party in hell. Have you ever heard people say that? I'm a party in hell. There ain't no party in hell. There ain't no party in hell. They're going to wake up to a hell of a surprise. When they find out that they're not where they think they're going to be and they're not going to see their friends. They're not going to have no kegs down there, not going to have no drugs down there. All that stuff the devil has told people is a lie from the pits of hell. Come on, somebody. Amen. This is real. This is eternal. Now, let's keep reading here because I'm getting, I'm getting some thoughts here, and i got to make sure I get these verses out. So he has put eternity in our hearts. Look at verse 12. I know that nothing is better for them than to rejoice and to do good in their lives, and also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is the gift of God. How many know God's got good thoughts for us? Amen. He says, I know whatever God does. Watch this. I know whatever God does. It shall be forever. Forever. Remember, you have eternity. Enjoy the honeymoon, but only a short time to prepare for the wedding. Listen to this. At most, you'll live to be 100 years old on this earth. Maybe somebody get 105, 110. That's the longest you're going to live. But you will spend forever in eternity. Okay, 100 years here, forever in eternity. How is it possible that, and this is why we preach this kind of message, how is it possible we spend so much time on this little tiny piece over here and none on eternity if we have it wrong? How I many know if we would wake up in the morning with an eternal perspective, it would, it would change the way we think? It would change the way we act. It would change the way we give. It would change what we say. It would, it would, it would give us, see, if we had an eternal perspective, we would wake up every morning with the reason to get up. So i got to make a difference. i got to tell someone about the Lord. I need to, I need to be Jesus' hands and feet. I've got to be an example. Lord, live through me. Lord, use me. But he says, nothing can be added to it. Nothing can be taken from it. God does it that men, watch this, why do we have eternity before us? God does it that men should fear before him. Fear before him. You know know my testimony here. Most of you know my testimony. But if you don't, I was sitting at the back. I was telling my friend Andrew over here this other day. I was sitting at the back of of a church with sunglasses on. Knowing what was right. Choosing the the life that I shouldn't have been choosing. And that preacher preached on hell. If you you don't like it when I mention hell in here, I promise you're going to thank me someday that I talked about it. I promise you. I sat back there, and he preached on hell. And something inside of me told me that, and it was the voice of God. I didn't hear it audibly, but I heard it in my spirit. As I'm hearing, the, you're hearing my voice now. He said, "If you don't change tonight, that's where you're spending eternity in hell." I knew it. Ran to the altar before the service was even over. Hell and eternity was placed in front of me. That's the decision every person on this earth has to make at some point. God will bring a glimpse of eternity to you. He will show you that you can, you think, here's what people think. I'm going to get right later. I'm going to do it next week. I'm going to, I'm going to, I got to go get some things put in order before I come to Jesus. That's a lie from the devil. You're never going to get things in order enough. You're never going to be good enough. Jesus says, I'll take you just like you are, because I died for who you are. Amen. Come to me right now, just as you are. Don't wait to get it together. Don't wait to get it fixed. Do it now. And so we see in the word that he, he puts hell or eternity sorry, before us to put fear in us. And this, watch this, th- verse 15. That which is already has been and what is to be already has been. And God requires an account of what is past. Right. We will answer to God for what we've done. Amen. We will answer. All of us will give an account for what we've done, good or bad. Now listen to this. Hebrews 9.27, look at this. It says, it is appointed for men to die three times. It is appointed unto men to go to a place of waiting, and then we'll figure out if you go to heaven or hell. It is appointed unto men to be reincarnated as a dog. It is appointed unto man to come back as a pig. What does it say? It is appointed unto man once to die. Then comes judgment. See, when I believe in Jesus and the cross and the finished work of Jesus, for me, I'm on the cross for my life. When I believe that, when I die, and I will die, and you will die, unless the Lord returns before, and that's my hope. That's what the Bible says is the blessed hope. Look at somebody next to you and say, if Jesus doesn't come back, you're going to die. Right? Am I lying? Death is undefeated. Except for this one person I know. Except for this one person that I know. This one guy. This one guy 2,000 years ago came out the grave. And defeated death, but outside of Jesus, we're gonna die. He says, "It's a point of demand man once to die, then comes judgment." So when I die, when I breathe my last breath, which is always quicker than we think, always. That friend of mine, Sito, was playing a, a, a game right in front of a whole school, and he woke up that morning and he was a good dunker. He's thinking about getting that ball and dunking. He he went to grab that pass and died. He had no idea that was going to be his last basketball game. We have no idea if tomorrow is going to be our last day on this earth, but we're so caught up in Christmas next year, and we're so caught up in in 2022, and we're so caught up in summer, and we're so. Are we thinking about today? When I die and breathe my last breath, listen, I'm going to stand before God either as my Savior or as a judge. And listen, you don't want to stand before this judge. Without the Savior. Amen. But how many are thankful that we can stand before the judge with the Savior? Amen. Amen. we can say, Jesus is my lawyer. Jesus is my Lord. Watch this. Matthew 16, 25. This is what's going to bring it all into perspective. If you don't get any other verse, get this one. Outside of the fact that we're going to live forever. Get this one. Jesus said, for whosoever desires to save his life will lose it. Whoever desires to save, so whoever, whoever focuses on living here will lose eternal life. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. The longer, the more you, you, you get in the word and the more you get discipled and the more you learn the Bible, the more you realize that's what God is calling us to do, to die to ourselves. He said, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. We have to live in this world, but we have to have Jesus first. God has to be the reason we get up in this morning. Jesus has to be the reason we do what we do. Amen? He says, if you'll save your life here, go ahead. It's your choice. He says, you can have life here for this short amount of time. And listen, this is the thing people don't realize. I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah, you can. Go ahead. God says, go ahead. Choose. There's a, there's a verse in Exodus, he says, "I, I one of my favorite of all time, because just, I just love when things just get broken down, real simple. Right? Because how many know there's some things in the Bible that takes a little studying to understand them? Amen. This one's real simple. God says, I set before you today life and death. That's what he says. I set before you today life and death. Choose life. Amen. Duh. <laughs> right? Isn't that a duh? But people choose death every day. He said, Life, death. Choose life. Common sense. Be smart. Be smart. Be wise. Choose life. But he says, If you don't want to choose life, you can have it for a little while. If you don't want want to choose life, I'll let you have your life for a little while. Everybody's forming their lives. Everybody's living their lives. Everybody's doing their thing. I'm going to do my thing. they got songs galore about I'm going to do my thing and I am who I am. and I'm going to live my life, my life. Just do it. God says, go ahead. But when that life's over, if you didn't give it to me, then, then you will lose your life in eternity. But Jesus says, if you will realize that this life that we're in is very short and very temporary, And if you'll just live for me, I got something waiting for you as I go back to that verse that eye has not seen, that ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. All the things that God has prepared for those who love him. How many like vacation? Let me see your hand if you like vacation. Some of you are like, I don't know what it is, but it sounds good. Okay, vacation, right? Maybe it's a day. Maybe it's a week. Some people vacation better than others. Amen. Some people's vacation is just not going to work. Right, just taking off of work. Some people vacation going around the world. But vacation is vacation. Can you imagine, just to give you a little bit of a glimpse of eternity, what it's going to be like, can you imagine just living on vacation? Come on. Something to look forward to. You plan your vacation. You go on your vacation. Then you get back from your vacation. Then you take a couple of days to rest from vacation. How many know when you go on vacation, you need rest from vacation? You need vacation from vacation. Anybody ever notice that? You're like, I'm tired. And all you did was rest for the last week, right? And then, so once the two days of rest over, God says, go ahead and plan another vacation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you like to do, just do it, as long as it's godly, amen. Wow. Plan another one. What about, what about this? This is, this is supposed to be something we look forward to right here. We come together, worship and praise, get around our brothers and sisters, encourage each other. This is just church all week, worshiping all week. Just all the good stuff you can think of. That eternity is waiting for us like that. Good stuff. And God says, just give me a little more here, and I'll give you a whole lot there. Amen. Amen. Just give me a little more here. Just die to yourself. Put me first, and I promise you, I'll make it up to you. Right. Right? He told his disciples, his disciples came to him and said, Master, we've left everything. For you. We've left everything. He says, he says, yeah, and you've done well. He says, and you will be rewarded not only on this earth. He says, anybody who's left mother, father, brother, sister, house, country, done anything for me. Listen, God is a God who keeps good books. Do y'all realize that? God keeps good books. And if you have done something for the Lord, he is going to reward you. Amen. So he says, whoever desires to save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Let me finish up here. 1 Peter 5.10. But may, may the God of grace who called us, watch this, to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. Now watch this. After you have suffered a while. I like that Jesus tells us the truth. You're going to suffer a little bit here. How many would rather suffer a little bit here than suffer forever? Duh. I could have called this message, duh. Right? For reals. And it's, it's a dust statement, but how many people out there don't choose this? He says, after you've suffered a while, I'll perfect you, I'll establish you, I'll strengthen you, I'll settle you. So he says, I'm calling you to eternal glory. Now that word glory, how is it, who, how is it possible that God's going to share his glory with us? You ever stop and think about that? How in the world is God going to share his What have I done? God says, "I'm." We were talking about that yesterday too. Be a joint heir, right? Joint heir. I'm a joint joint heir. God, remember the, remember the story last week with the painting. Remember that last week. The sun. If you take the sun, you get everything. Jesus says, "If you'll take me, if you take my son." God says, "If you take my son, I will give you everything. I everything I have. Everything in eternity. Everything in heaven. All yours." All yours, joint heirs, inheritance, if you just suffer for a little while. Let them mock you a little bit. Let them make fun of you a little bit. See, I've gotten to the place, and I can say this with all certainty, I could care less what any of y'all think about me. At all. At all. Don't care. I want to be a good example for Jesus, but I'm going to lift my hand. I don't care if anybody, I have friends coming. I don't care. I'm going to lift my hands and praise God because you didn't do nothing for me. You didn't give me my eternal life, but Jesus did. So I'm going to praise him. I'm going to lift my hands to him. I'm going to tell people about him. I'm going to do something for him because he's done so much for me. I'm preaching better than y'all are amen in this morning. That's all right. Amen. I preached to myself already this morning. Got saved all over again. Amen. Praise God. 1 John 2.17 says this. This is why we've got to live a certain way. He says the world's passing away and the lust of it. He who does the will of God abides forever. How many in here want to do the will of God? The will of God. The will of God. What is the will of God? That we would deny ourselves on this earth, that we would tell people about the Lord, that we would lose this life here so we can gain something over there. Got to get that revelation, though, that when I suffer here or I have to give something up, I count it all joy. He says, I count it all joy when sufferings abound. I count it all joy when I can suffer a little bit like Christ suffered. Because how many know we haven't suffered anything like Christ suffered? Amen. Let me show you this one more thing over here. So this is eternity, right? This is, you, let me just pick it up here. You can see this, this whole, this whole piece over here goes all the way down and around the, around the, the altar there and disappears because it's just a picture of eternity and that's our that's our life this little tiny piece here the one we're so concerned about this is it and then this begins and it goes and goes and goes but i know we have a hard time grasping eternity so it's going to help you out a little bit so i'm going to tell you a little space of time so maybe maybe go man how long is that how many how many so let's just say this is the i'm going to put this little black space here the, just to give you a little time this is a the trillion years right here our minds can't even grasp a trillion years this is a trillion years just so we can have a little point and then then it keeps going right? still can't grasp that some of us can't grasp a thousand but it's a reality don't be the person who does out of sight, out of mind How many know that's what we do as human beings if I don't think about it it won't be there if I don't think about eternity I won't have to go it's, going, it's waiting for you. It's waiting for all of us. So why don't we focus a little bit more on the moment before eternity. The second before. You know, we're really in a second. And I'm going to show you in this last verse. We're really in a second. Actually, not even a second. I don't even know how to break that down. But milliseconds and all those little millis inside the second. Go way down to the very least you can possibly say. That's our life. Because it's not even measurable. Listen to what it says in. In 1 John 5, 11, he says, this testimony God has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. who will take the son. Now, last verse, 2 Corinthians 4. Stay with me, watch this. We do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man, don't change the screen yet, Chris, is being renewed day by day. Watch this. We do not lose heart. See, the closer we get to death, the more this body perishes, but the more our soul gets younger. Our eternal soul. This perishes, but 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 our soul gets younger. It starts over. And then next verse. Watch this. It says, "For our light affliction, which is but for a what moment." Did you know there's a verse in the Bible that says a thousand days is one day and one day is like a thousand years? Sorry, a thousand years is one day and one day is a thousand years? That's God trying to help us with perspective. We believe in creation in here in here, and we believe that the Bible uh, tells us that there's that, that it took God six days to create the earth. We, we believe that we're in in, in God's calendar, the 6,000th year. That's why we know we're close. And so God gave us that. We can't even... Go back 6,000. It's hard for us to even go back that far. And for God, not even a blink because he doesn't understand time. We sit there and go, come on, microwave, hurry up. And God's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't understand time. I'm, I don't have time. But he tells us these things to kind of understand it. He says, it's just a light affliction, but for a moment. And it's working for us. Watch this. A far more exceeding and eternal weight glory. Last verse. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen, touched, seen here, are temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. So we're working for something that we don't see right now. And God says, that's the faith I need you to have. I need you to believe in eternity without seeing it. I'm going to give you glimpses. You know, the Bible does have, if you want to read Revelation, then most people don't like Revelation, but when you get back to the further on, 2021, 20, 22, streets of gold, pearls, gates, pearly gates, uh, amazing, crystal seas. I mean, he gives us a little glimpse, but help me know, it's still? we still can't grasp it. He says, I'm I just need you to see through the through the glass dimly, because if you'll just wait, I got something so much better behind door number two. Father, thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for teaching us about eternity. Father, as heads are bowed and eyes are closed, and your presence is in this place. Your spirit is dealing with each one of us individually. What is my thought about eternity? How much have I thought about eternity? How much have I thought about forever? I can't not think about it and hope it doesn't happen because the Bible says it will. Eternity is written on our hearts. As your heads are bowed and eyes are closed and you're in this place and God's presence is here this morning, this is a moment in time. Where are you going to spend eternity? I can tell you, thank God, by the grace of God, my friend Cito, when I met him, he was not saved. But he came to know the Lord Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. We would do Bible studies at my house. He was living for the Lord, preaching the gospel when he died. When he breathed his last breath, he went straight to the presence of God. He chose life. Today, if you breathed your last breath, if today was the day that is appointed unto man to die oh you're trying to scare me no I'm just trying to get you to think about something that's going to happen he's scaring you it's a reality we're all going to pass away this body's going to pass away this body's going to end you know you can take care of yourself you can eat good we should should take care of our temple we should exercise we should eat good we should try to live as long as we can but some people at 30 years old get killed in a car accident and they're the most healthy person in the world you don't know you don't know when your name's gonna get called. But Jesus does, God does. When it says it is a there is appointed unto man a time, that means God already knows. He already knows the moment you're gonna die. When you do, where will you spend? Listen, where will you? I didn't ask where your friend will spend, or your mom or dad will spend, or all of you together will spend. Where will you personally, individually spend eternity? I set before your life and death, choose life. How many in this place this morning would be honest with God and say, Pastor, if I, if I died today I'm not sure. You got me thinking about this rope, you got me thinking about eternity, and if that's the case, that's, that's what God wants, and I hope we think about it tomorrow too. If, you, if you're here and you say, I don't know, I'm not sure where I'd spend eternity. The Bible says today is the day of salvation, today is the acceptable day of the Lord. He's knocking on the door of your heart this morning. And I'm not asking you if you're religious. I'm not asking if you go to a church. I'm not asking if you're a member of someplace. I'm asking you, do you know Jesus Christ as Lord and Master and Savior and King this morning? The one who died for you. The one who came down from heaven and took your place on the cross for your sinful life and my sinful life. How many would say that? That's me. Just lift your hand and pray for me this morning. Pray for me. I need Jesus this morning. I don't want, amen, I see your hand, I don't. I see your hand. I don't want to go into eternity without Jesus. I need Jesus this morning, all over this place. Jesus died for you. He loves you. He has a plan and a purpose for you. You know one day, when this is all said and done, it will be like the screens. It'll be like watching that video of Pastor Dylan and Ashley in Tanzania. Everything we've done, there'll it makes me sad someday that there'll be people that'll stand before God and God will show them a video of, this, of a service like this. They'll say, I presented you the gospel. I presented you, my son. I, I asked you if you wanted to take me and accept me, and you chose not to. You rejected me. God is very jealous of his son because he gave everything. He gave his very best. He came down from heaven to die for you. And so he says, All, I'll give you everything I have. And listen, he's the creator of the universe, but he says, you got to take my son. And if you don't, then you choose to live with the consequences. I've given you both choices. And you'll say, man, I was going to do it the next week, and God said, I, I told you it was that day. So today, get your heart right with God. Today, say, Lord, I'm going to stop running from the call that you have on my life. I know what it's like to run from a call. I ran. I ran for a long time before God got a hold of me. I thank God he put that that picture of where I was going to spend eternity in front of me so I could change. Today, there's a picture of eternity in front of you. You'll spend it somewhere, and you get to choose where? Choose life. Choose life. As we stand to our feet, I want to open up the altars for a few moments. I want us to have a chance. If you want to pray at your chair, if you want to turn around and get on your knees, if you want to come down to this altar, different people do different things. But I I, I believe there's a reason why there's all this space at the front of the church because I can hear a message and I can respond and I can say, Lord, I got to... I got to get some things right. My mind hasn't been right. My perspective hasn't been right. My, my thoughts, I haven't been thinking enough about eternity. I've been thinking too much about me and what I need and what I got to do and what I can do. Just talk to God this morning. Let's take a few minutes and let's, you know what? We don't, we're not even promised another service. We're not even promised Wednesday night or next Sunday. Just, just talk to him this morning. Meet with him this morning. That's what this song is going to talk about. As we sing, find a place. Find a place at your seat somewhere, but talk to God this morning. Talk to God this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.